Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Love for, excuse me, thank you for tuning in to Editor Knows Best. I am the CEO of Love for Words and the creator of Editor Knows Best, the podcast you're tuned into now. Uh, we specialize in interviewing authors, editors, publishers, and other literary professionals, um, asking them about their experiences in writing and getting their recommendations on, um, you know, in the writing field. So we do have a special guest today, but before we get to that, the show airs every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, you can listen on Anchor, you can listen on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a few other channels. Um, so we do have a very special guest today. I'm excited to introduce you to her. Um, she is a lover of writing and reading and the mother of two children. She seeks challenges in her professional and personal life. She was born in Brooklyn, New York, and raised in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. After high school, she joined the Navy for travel opportunities and enjoyed learning from so many cultures. After the Navy, she remained productive and graduated with her bachelor's, worked in the healthcare field as a surgical technician, and started her CPR training business. With her love for entrepreneurship, she invested in herself by paying for her coaching certification program with Barry Fowler and connecting with other people who were successful and encouraging. She wrote her first book, Psalm 91 in COVID-19 during 2020. And once her book was published, people began reaching out to her to help them with their manuscripts. She realized that what her niche was at that moment and it was to become an author coach. She enjoys writing, reading and helping others with their book projects and making their dreams become a reality as an author. Most importantly, she enjoys spending time with her children. Today's guest is Jacinda Estelle. Thank you for joining us today, Jacinda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, we're excited as well. So um, myself and the listeners would love to know more about um, your journey to publishing uh, your first book. And if you have any recommendations for our listeners who are um, looking to walk in your footsteps and publish their first book or um, working on their next book. Awesome. Yes. I would say the journey was definitely a big learning curve for me. You know, I, it took me eight months to write my book and I realized how much discipline being a writer really requires because everything can throw you off your game. And now you have a manuscript that's just abandoned and neglected. So I remember <laughs> writing my last two chapters on Thanksgiving of last year, and I said, Lord, I am going to sit in this chair and write my last two chapters if it kills me. <laughs> and I did just that. Um, but the next step, I was like, oh my goodness, I have to get it edited. I have to get my book design done. I have to do all these, I have to figure out who is gonna publish it. Right. And these are things people don't really tell you. So that's when the work really started. And I, I can't tell you how many times I read over my manuscript, had it professionally edited, and that process took a, took a while. And I did do my own book design. I really enjoy that part. So, you know, I have the software and things where I do designs. I love it. Um, I kind of did a, a drawing of myself and vectorized it. Um, but even then, just the publishing route, I chose to go with Lulu. Um, and some people are familiar, but Lulu is a self-publishing mm -hmm. and it's, it's very easy. Uh, their their system is very easy to navigate through. 
But I found out later as I help other clients, you know, I'll tell them, look, if you're trying to just sell to family and friends and kind of like on a smaller scale, Lulu is great. Um, if you're wanting more exposure, I would look at other places like Ingram, Spark, uh, you know, Amazon is, is a big deal and maybe book baby. And I give them other options. I'm telling my experience, but at the same time, I do lay out other options and leave it to them for that decision. So yeah, I chose Lulu. You know how you go on YouTube and, and try to Google things to find answers. Mm -hmm. So this lady spoke highly of Lulu and that's why I decided to go with them. Awesome. So you <laughs> mentioned that you designed your own book cover. What recommendations do you have to our listeners who may want to do the same? Um, in regards to designing their own book cover? I would say get really well-trained on Adobe InDesign. Um, you know, even Illustrator and Photoshop, those are good also, but InDesign is really catered to the book, the bookmaking business. And also Canva is a really great resource. Um, you can use it for free, but I went ahead and stepped up into the upgraded paid version. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they have so many different elements and you can upload your own uh, photos. So uh, I believe between those two, I mean, those are gold nuggets right there. For sure, for sure. And what was the most important part of your um, publishing journey? I think it's understanding the compensation, the fees, mm -hmm. the copywriting, <laughs> right. ISBN numbers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All that was thrown and I really didn't understand it fully when I first published. I had to go back and learn, okay, why did I choose this and why didn't I go this route? And mm -hmm. then it, it put things uh, in a better perspective for me and I'm glad because I'm able to explain things better for my clients. Because a lot of them are like, what's an ISBN? Right. <laughs> and I say, think of it as a social security number on a book. I mean, you know, it, <laughs> it is that key right. identifier. And, you know, every book has a different one. Even if you're doing a book printed or an ebook, they right. both have different ISBNs. Right. And what do you consider your favorite part of that process to becoming an author? You know, the writing whew, is beautiful. The, the, my favorite part. And the designing, just, it's funny, I won't do logo designs, but I'll do book designs any day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I find that easier mm -hmm. because it's like taking the whole story and painting a picture of it. Mm -hmm. And now you're putting it on the front of, on the front cover to draw people in like, hmm, this book about this is different. Right, right. So do you offer book, book cover design services? as a part of your business or is yes. you only design it, your own? It is included in okay. my Awesome, yeah. awesome. So um, in the bio, I know I mentioned that you were an author coach, but so many of our listeners are um, newbies or uh, maybe intermediate. So if you could give us more information about what a book, uh, a book, excuse me, an author coach is and also uh, what to expect if um, they're interested in working with an author coach. Definitely. Um, I look at an author coach as a writing coach and a book coach combined because I have asked, I have had people ask me, are you a book coach or writing? And I'm like, well, I provide both services because usually the, the main clients I get are ones who have a manuscript already written, but they don't know what 
what's the next step? Like, you know, so they spend their money over here and they're all over the place. So I help them create a plan and guide them step by step. And it makes things so much easier. And yes, you can do everything yourself, but some people just don't know what's the, the proper steps to do it. They may end up spending more money than they needed to. And I really help them create a, a good strategy um, in building the book, making it uh, to the point where it gets published and also even marketing. If they choose to use me to market their book, mm-hmm. I offer those also. So it's like having someone hold your hand through the whole process. And my clients enjoy that because they can literally call me and be like, hey, what do I need to put in for this? Uh, you know, what should I price my book at? And not we just talk through it, but I make sure that they make the decision that they're comfortable with. Right. Right. And um, when you published your book, did you self-publish or did you work with a hybrid publisher? I self-published. Okay. Okay. And what was the reason behind that? I wanted to get a closer look at the process. So I felt like self-publishing, it puts me in control and I can definitely speak from experience, you know, why or why it may or may not be a good idea for people depending on what route they want to take their book. So I'm glad I did it. I see, you know, maybe should have went this way, but at least I did it that way to be able to explain. But I am looking to in-house publishing and becoming my own publishing company. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Definitely can use uh, more quality publishers. So uh, that's exciting to hear. So what were the inspirations behind uh, publishing Psalm 91 in COVID-19? When COVID first just got to the point where everything was shutting down, um, just looking at social media, talking to people on the phone, you know, everyone's hysterical and worried. Psalm 91 was a scripture that was quoted a lot, numerous times. And people that did not speak about the Bible were talking about Psalm 91. So I felt um, prompted by the Holy Spirit. I said, you know, I've been trying to write a book for over 10 years and could not get to a finished product. So finally, I went ahead and took Psalm 91 as my topic. It kept me, yeah, it kept my thoughts narrowed down to, okay, this is what I'm going to write about. And I'm going to expound on each verse. So each verse is a chapter in my book. And I went into deep detail using real life experiences, biblical stories, and just kind of, you know, creating that um, level comparison. Why should this matter to me? Um, and there's, I mean, there's a lot of good stories in there, even with some shootings that's happened. And, you know, people feel like, oh my God, how many bad things is going to happen at one time? Yes. But just reminding them that there is hope and there is light on the end of the tunnel. And what is the, what were some of the key messages of Psalm 91, just for our, our audience who might not be familiar with that, um, with that passage? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I know one thing people remember, at least the first verse, which is he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Now, if you're not familiar with that scripture, it's saying that, you know, if you're dwelling, if you have your relationship with God, no matter what life storms bring, you still feel that sense of protection. You feel like, mm, someone's in my corner and that's God. 
And no matter what's going on out here, it looks frantic, it looks worrying, but I know I can go to Jesus and pray and just mm-hmm. act for a calm spirit. Mm-hmm. So it lets you know that, you know, you may feel like no one's around to help you, but you do have help. And yes. Um, yeah, looks can be deceiving. So yeah. um, that sounds like a, a great, um, you know, great scripture there. So for those of you who aren't familiar, I encourage you to read more and I, I will also myself. So in the bio, you know, we, well, I mentioned that um, there were a lot of people reaching out to you uh, once you had published your book. So I would love to know um, what you think prompted that um, and why people were so eager to get in touch with you uh, once your book was published. Um, and that question comes um, quite often in regards to like the marketing of books. So, so many authors are looking for ways to promote their books and get people interested in buying their books. Um, so I'm just wondering if you have on any tips in increasing um, interest in your book so that people, you know, are eager, eager to connect with you, you know, before and also after you publish. Definitely. Um, I use every platform from social media to every group that I'm affiliated with. um, (laughs) The first client that reached out to me, I posted the fact that I published my book in our Bible study group with Elevation Church. And, you know, we all talk on WhatsApp. So our group meets on Zoom, but we, we connected with each other through WhatsApp. So I just did a post, hey, y'all, here's a link to my book. It's finally published. And a lot of people were congratulating me and all that. But one person messaged me and said, how did you do that? Because I have a manuscript and, you know, that's it. And it's handwritten and everything. So, you know, we we did a call. I said, well, you can give me a call. And he told me his story, what he's trying to do. And it's, I, you know, I didn't even know what I was, what kind of coach I wanted to be until that phone call. And as I was speaking to him, I said, well, you know, I just published mine. So I could walk you through the entire process for a fee. And, you know, I kind of sent him my quote. We talked about it and he became my first client. And then I was thinking, okay, okay, Lord, I guess it's an author coach. That's that's it. I'm going to run with that. (laughs) So that's how I started marketing myself. Mm -hmm. And I think I find it more fun helping people grow their books than it is my own. I still like to write, of course, but it's so nice um, finding a way so that people don't get discouraged Mm -hmm. because they write books and it's going nowhere. And I don't want that. Right, right. And I can definitely attest to that. Um, A part of the editing, you know, does come with encouragement, um, especially for new writers. I'm just, you know, giving them words of encouragement and being positive and um, uplifting them. And it's a balance between, you know, critique and also um, kind of like mentorship. So yes, I want to point out, you know, things that can be done better or things that are not done well. I also want to acknowledge those things that you um, are doing well in your manuscript, what sounds good, what, you know, looks good, what feels good to your reader. So um, I certainly agree with that. Um, and it's a, it's a fine balance. So, um, you know, keeping on the topic of editing, what was that experience like for you? And um, is editing something you would recommend to to other authors and writers? Yes, 
I would highly recommend it. And I'm glad you asked that question because I almost did not want to get my book professionally edited right. to save money. Right. Uh, so if anyone <laughs> relates, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to save money here and there where I can. And I mean, I tried reading my book numerous times. And I feel like with your own writing, it's a little biased. You know, everything sounds good. Yes. You know how you want to say it and right. have it come across. But you need those other eyes. You need someone that is looking at it like, you know, in the light that they're supposed to write. And they can tell you what, what goes together. Well, this is how your readers might read it. So I highly recommend it. And I'm glad I finally uh, followed up with a friend of mine in Miami and I hired her to edit my book. She, she did tell me though, she said, did you already have it edited? I said, no, but I did use Grammarly and some other things. Right. Oh, okay, so look, that made me feel a little good. Okay. Yes. For sure. <laughs> yes, and I do recommend self-editing to authors. So, um, you know, it is important for you to look over your work um, and you are able to catch some of the errors and mistakes and wordiness and redundancy. So certainly you should, you know, invest in doing that part yourself. But um, as Jacinda shared, it is very important to have a professional do that. Um, if you have a cavity, you're you're not going to try to fill it yourself. Um, you know, <laughs> or, you know, if you need something really important for your household, unless you're a trained plumber, you're probably not going to try to fix that yourself. So you pay the professional who has the experience to get it done correctly. So, um, but like you said, the self-editing does help and the self-editing will save you time and money. So, you know, you can read through it yourself. You can use, um, all, in addition to using, you know, Grammarly or the Word doc um, editor feature. Um, so there are ways that you can save money on editing and it's not the cheapest part of the publishing, but it's definitely important. So I'm glad that um, you, you know, came around and decided to hire an editor because it is important. Um, so thank you for telling the listeners about your experience um, with that. So do you, did you experience any writer's block um, as you were, you know, preparing your manuscript? Starting out, I did. And I had to kind of go back to like just loosening up the brain. And some of the tactics I'll do is I'll think of one topic, right? So let's, for example, eagles. And I said, okay, I'm going to just write everything I know about eagles for one minute. And what it does, it just, it helps my brain focus on one topic at a time. So I'm literally, I don't know much a whole lot about eagles, but sometimes I'm like, you know, I don't know how they do whatever. Eagles, 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 right? Like, as long as it relates to eagles. And I think it's a good exercise um, for people to try. There are other creative ways to <laughs> overcome writer's block, but it definitely helped me. And I've dissected down in just one chapter at a time. And that's why I love writing about the scriptures because I'm focused on one book. As I go on. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing that. So um, how did you, well, that's one way that you overcame the writer's block, but are there any other recommendations you have for authors and writers who might have writer's block that work for you? Um, I think other ways is a lot of reading. 
like reading your favorite books, especially. Um, there might be a, an author that you really take to. And I think you should pay attention to how they're starting their books and in the middle and even the end. Now, some people tell me they have the end in mind and they kind of write their books backwards. Yes. I think that's good. It doesn't work for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to start from beginning to end and kind of do an outline and fill the content in later. Um, but yeah, some people mm-hmm. work from backwards and that's okay. So I right. think you have to find what works for you, but mm-hmm. definitely read a lot of literature too, especially people that love the, the creative mm-hmm. language and, and all those those awesome old school literature writings. I think they're still relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yes, yes, I agree. So um, like many of the guests that I interview, um, you are an entrepreneur. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about your business, uh, what inspired you to start your business and any advice or feedback you have for our listeners who are current or aspiring business owners? Okay. Uh, I know you mentioned that I started my CPR company in 2016. That is, that's what my company value and care specialties. It's an LLC. That's how it began. Um, but I started evolving it because it grew by word of mouth, but I knew I just didn't want to do CPR training. Okay. I didn't want to become a coach. Uh, when I invested in myself and started training, learning different trades, you know, the coaching has always been a big part that I wanted to jump into. So I did that, paid my money, got my training, but still had no idea what kind of coach I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. If the day you ask me what coach are you, I'm like vision and growth. Tomorrow mm-hmm. I'm disaster recovery. Like I was just all over the place. <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah. then, um, when I continued writing and without realizing how much I loved the entire journey of writing. Like it was not a chore for me. I get lost in it. Mm-hmm. And then that, that client reached out to me. I'm like, I love this. I like the challenges and everything, mm-hmm. even uploading the, the darn book covers <laughs> to all these different platforms. It drives you crazy because some kind of measurements off, but I still love the challenge. Yes. Like my heart is just in it. Mm-hmm. So when I found that I can monetize that and, and offer my services, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. now I'm no longer all over the place. And I, I know my target audience. So I know who to speak to. I know the ways I should market. And I'm still learning and building. I speak to different business coaches and I get feedback. So um, yeah, it's, it's all about knowing who your target audience is. I think that helps everything fall in line. Definitely. And what would you say were um, inspirations into becoming an entrepreneur? Because I'm sure, as you know, um, it's not an easy feat. It's not for the faint of heart. So were there experiences that you had that sparked that interest? Or were there um, people in your life who influenced you to become an entrepreneur? When I was little, I was always downstairs thinking that I had my big laboratory uh, inventing things. Mm -hmm. So I've always had that mind that I'm going to do something big that the world needs. Right. <laughs> and even joining the Navy and all the other jobs I had, I just knew it was only for a season until I'm doing my own thing. So it was always just in me, you know, deep. And I, what I had to overcome, though, was rejection. 
Mm-hmm. You do hear mm-hmm. a lot of no's. I have to get over that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm to the point now, you know, the no's just come and get out the way so I can get to the yes. So like, yes. I can say no and I'll get to the next person who needs my services. And so when I overcame that, I was able to market more, advertise more, just really go up to people. I mean, I'm probably one of the craziest networking people because I go in. Mm-hmm. I go out there and just meet. I create groups on Meetup, write <laughs> articles. I find ways to get my name and face in front of people. Yes. And, you know, spark really good, encouraging conversations. And I just make sure they know, hey, by the way, I'm an author coach. If you know anyone struggling with their writing journey, just, you know, give them my information. Mm-hmm. And that's helped me a whole lot. Yes, definitely. Um, I, I am the same way. I'm always um, interested in different opportunities and collaborating, bartering, um, of course, growing my business and, and finding new clients. But generally, you know, networking, um, you know, is really fun for me. I, I enjoy that a lot. So um, we do have that in common. So that's awesome. Um, are there any resources that you would recommend to writers and authors that have worked really well for you, whether online resources or um, organizations, um, books, or podcasts, or other resources that would help um, the audience? Um, There are some books that I uh, use. Some of them are writing workbooks. I I do highly recommend journaling also for a lot of writers and authors, because that is so releasing, and you may end up journaling a story. You never know. And there's also um, YouTube videos specifically for writers and authors. I may watch or other authors, I'll kind of follow them and see how they um, do things differently. Network and join Facebook groups that's catered to authors and writers. Because you'd be surprised how much you learn from other people and how they have published or editors they use. I mean, there are resources like crazy. Definitely. Uh, one one little thing that probably really different for people is I bought like the fifth grade uh, English workbooks and my daughter just swears that I got them for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is for mommy. I am brushing up on some skills. Man. Yes. I, I forgot. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> their work and I'm doing my little fifth grade workbook work, but it's very helpful. Yes. You forget those little things. So I I take those, you know, notes and writing tips and I do post them on my social media, Instagram, Facebook, and people really appreciate it because you're writing and you're like forgetting all the rules because you're writing and that's fine. You know, you want to just write and then go back and do Mm -hmm. things later. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is important to know how to properly develop a sentence. Definitely. (laughs) Yes, that's a great idea. Um, I also, you know, turn to books. Um, I go to the library and I'll check out books and um, stay afloat with like different editing um, rules and things like that. So I also um, can attest to reading being important and uh, whether that's ebooks or, you know, physical books, uh, books are your friends. So if you are looking for feedback or you're looking to learn more or, you know, niche down your specialties, I would definitely recommend using the libraries. You can go on Amazon. There's a lot of options for you there. Um, so please do, you know, broaden your, your knowledge base so that you can uh, write as best as possible or whatever your specialty is, be um, the best at what you do. So 
we have talked about um, your editing and your business. Um, I would love to know if you are working on any upcoming projects that you would like to share uh, with the audience. Yes, I am working on two books, actually. Okay. One is called A Thin Line Between Pride and Humility. And then the other book is um, similar to what I did with Psalm 91. It's going to be Psalm 51. And I will let you in on the fact that I'm feeling led to write a book on every psalm. Okay. And for those of you who know the Bible well, there's about a <laughs> 150 songs. <laughs> I'm going to be a 50 person until the, the Lord calls me home. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm working on those two books now. That's awesome. Do you have a, a projected release date? I am pushing for November, December timeframe. Okay. But I, I did slack because I've been working on my clients' book projects and things like that. Yes, yes. And what has been the most rewarding part of um, being an author coach or what have you liked the most? What I love the most is the initial conversation. I love hearing other people's stories. I mean, I have heard some amazing things that people are trying to get published and they, you know, they get discouraged or they don't know what to do next. And after they tell me their story, what they're trying to, to develop and write, I'm like, Oh my goodness, I cannot wait till we make this a reality. Like mm -hmm. you work with me, like this right. is what we can do to make that possible. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I just, I love the discovery session and, and learning the ideas. And I tell them, you know, you cannot monetize or, or provide value to the world if the ideas stay in your head. Right, that's so true, that's so true. So um, do you have a writing kryptonite or something that really makes it difficult for you to um, write well or write freely? I would say my time management. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that can definitely be a, a stumbler because I'll say, okay, I'm going to write for three hours before I go to bed. Well, my eyes are closed before I even hit the chair. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, right. it, it's just panning out my time appropriately and really sticking to that that writing plan. Yeah, um, time is definitely important. I'm glad that, um, are, well, do you have any resources that help you uh, work through that when you're struggling with your times? Anything you use that helps? What I've used, so my, my calendar does help me. And um, now just looking at some days that's slowing down for me, I get to dedicate more time. So I think when you proactively set a date, okay, Fridays are going to be my writing days. So make sure that either the kids play with their friends longer or drop them off to their grandparents, you know, um, whatever you need to work out so that you have that time to yourself. No distractions. Yes, for sure, for sure. So if a client or a potential client is interested in your services or they would like to purchase your book, how can they keep in touch with you? Um, they can follow me on Instagram, just at Jacinda, the author coach. And you can also um, type in my name, Jacinda Estelle, on Facebook and be able to find me. And I always post my contact information on my social media. Okay, awesome. And are, are there any parting words you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I would like to say that um, in just uh, revamping some of my coaching packages for clients, 
I have two packages where when authors invest with me and I help them with their writing journey, I do send them on writing retreats. Oh, okay. So there's one, there's one package that has a national destination Mm -hmm. and then the other one is international. Mm-hmm. So this encourages them to keep writing because I am sending sending them away from all distractions, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to get to the point where I have massage therapists, like just make the whole nine possible and they really feel relaxed with a clear mind. Yes. And what's your website? It is www.vicspecialties, B-I-C, specialties.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest, Jacinda. I have loved um, learning more about your journey um, and all the recommendations and the jewels that you've dropped. I know the audience has also um, enjoyed that as well. So please do keep in touch with Jacinda. She's provided all of her contact information. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. Again, Editor Knows Best airs every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and um, some other channels. So thank you all again for listening. Um, Be safe and be well. Thank you. I'm Mache. I'm Quintel. Ghost readers. Well, we are a husband and wife dynamic duo whose sole purpose. Why are you knocking on the door? I told you, mommy and daddy were doing something. Whose sole purpose is to allow the black author to bring the voice in their head. Just do figure it out on your own. Bring the voice in their head to life and add soul to their words. (laughs) I'm coming down there. This is so unprofessional. You can find the show everywhere you get your podcasts. Ghost Readers Podcast.